1: everybody welcome to the show my name is matt and my name is mike and together we form the dynamic dad duo known as the big daddies the big daddies and you're tuned in to the big daddy podcast where two dads on opposite ends of parenthood talk about life and things yep that's that's my favorite tagline of yeah. all the ones you've come up with yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> succinct and to the point yeah it doesn't yeah no no flash no though. flash it's yeah. good <laughs> buzzing all right there i'll <laughs> add that at the end yeah uh, and today we have super awesome special guests. Super awesome
2: special guests tuning in all the way from LA via Zoom. Please welcome to the pod, Paul Valencourt. Hey guys. Thanks for having me. Hi Paul. Thanks for being here. So my pleasure, absolutely. Yeah, we know you uh through the improv community. You are held in high esteem within our uh community. And oh. um and uh we thank you for coming on the pod. And Although you're amazing as an improviser, we're having you on the pod because you are also a dad. Yes. That's true. This I is am. This true. So um, tell us about, you, you have two kids, right?
0: I do. Uh, what are their ages? Um, my daughter is 14. She's Ooh. in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And my son is 11. He is in sixth grade. So you slide right
2: between us because my oldest, as I said before we started recording, is 37 down to 27. Then you pick up at 14 and 11. And Matt...
1: My oldest is 10. 10.
2: My youngest is 5. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we have oh, the wow. whole... Yeah, we have that's the whole gamut. That's a big
0: spread. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 and 5. Uh, that's a world of difference. Well, I,
1: well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had two back-to-back. Uh, they're they're 12 months and two weeks apart. So February 4th, February 19th of 2012 and 2013. <laughs> and then my birthday is February 11th, right in the middle of theirs. Nice. And, uh, and then I was like, all oh right, oh, I need a break. Yeah. And then, and then uh 5 year 5 4 years later I was like I think I'm ready. Th- One more. Yeah, yeah. One more. I, I think I think like the first two were like all right, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Let's jump in. And then by by the time uh we were ready again, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I I think I'm father material." Yeah. <laughs> or at least I have some experience. Are they all boys? All boys? No, I have uh two girls and a boy, and the boy's the middle in the middle oh okay his name is danger and he is an amazing amazing individual yeah
0: and oh I gosh, have... we really went back and forth on danger as a middle name really but my yeah at the very end at the very very end my wife couldn't pull the trigger like after he was born before we start like wrote the paperwork she just couldn't pull the trigger and i was oh, like okay no. i got it
2: well he did they pulled so, the trigger yeah
0: yeah she i was, know i love yeah, it
1: yeah. she was uh she it was a really good idea. We were like, "Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. He's gonna love it when he's older," and uh, and she couldn't say no because uh, I was the one. You were so excited. I was the one with the pin in my hand. Yeah, and, and I was mobile. <laughs> right there you go. So, so what's his middle name? Danger. Danger. Really? No. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My, my son's name ended up. His middle name is Zen. So it's sort of like the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so yeah, I
1: I that's actually better cuz I always say I should have had him like I should have named him like Matthew Safety First or Matthew Lawyer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right, for sure. Uh, he's he is the healthiest or unhealthiest combination of of fearless and clumsy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like I love you so much, but uh yeah.
2: Please, please put on your pads before you go. Before, before you, go you walk down the street. Yeah. Or like, anything. Yeah. Are you down downstairs? Put on your pads. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> My son is obsessed with parkour. And he, we, so we take him to parkour classes. Really? He would get it all out. Oh, yeah. Hoping he'd get it all out there. But it's just like, it like emboldened him more. So yeah. he's like, now he knows really enough to be dangerous. And we'll be like walking down the street. He's like, can I just do a backflip here? And I'm like, no, this is all cement. Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? And then also, he's also really good at this. And we'll be driving. We'll be like, you know how I'd get on top of that Seven I'm like, no, yeah. I, why, how would you do? It's like, I get on that dumpster. I swing on that pole. And then I do like a muscle up to there and I just jump up on it. I'd be on top of it in like a minute. I'm like, I don't do that like, <laughs> yeah. until, until I'm not in the picture anymore. Like when you're just driving yourself around yeah. with your parkour hooligans or whatever yeah. you hang out with. Yeah. Parkour hooligans. Yeah.
1: yeah I, think, uh, uh, band, uh, I think me, me growing up, there was a, there was a, like we all had those conversations with our groups of friends. They're like, Oh man, you want to get on top of that school? I lived across the street from a school. And if, oh, okay. a, if a ball or, you know, tennis ball, football went up on top, like, oh, man, how are we going to get it? Oh, well, you got those electrical pipes over there. We can shimmy up. You know, we had those <laughs> exact conversations. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, uh, one of my generation was like, this could be a sport.
0: Because <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> they were in France, they're like, this could be a sport. Yeah. <laughs> i grew up like didn't. near the woods we would just like venture around the woods like hike in the woods and climb trees and like very like huck bin jazz. like we would just do that where'd you grow up at i grew up in maryland oh in okay a couple of different places in maryland gotcha. but a lot of i mean we just really for some reason ended up like one one place we lived like across the street from a park and the one place we lived sort of next to like a like a preserve so it was just like acres and acres of woods that were that belonged to this farm that they weren't going to sell and then subsequently later after we moved out they have sold it now it's just like where our street used to be a dead end into the woods now it's like a huge housing development on top oh. of it i was like oh my gosh crazy yeah, that's But when right. we grew up there it was like an idyllic little foresty place it sounds really cool yeah it was I, very cool it was very yeah, fun.
1: i was explaining to my kids that uh the the neighborhood that we were driving in one one point in time i was like so you see where we're driving yeah this was not here when I was a kid. This was all open desert, mm-hmm. and we like made BMX tracks and whatnot mm-hmm. through this desert. And now it's it's all housing. And they're like, so you would just like p- like go into the desert and play? Did you take water? I'm like, no. Are you crazy? <laughs> crazy? <laughs> Did you wear sunscreen de- No, <laughs> that wasn't invented yet. <laughs> we. we, we we took breaks in the shade. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> if someone had a lot of money, they'd buy a 44-ounce Thirst Buster. Yeah. You'd share it, right? Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you're
1: borrowing yeah. from the hose of a neighbor. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
2: exactly. Hose water. The
0: hose hose water. water. Nothing quenches the thirst like hose water. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Uh, how many? Do you have siblings? Did you grow up with siblings? Uh, I have a sister. Okay. Who's two years younger than me. Two years younger. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, well, wonderful. Uh, we are going to, st- uh, this is great. I already, I already love what we're doing yeah. and we have to ask the question that we ask all of our guests and that we inspire our sets with, with this question, what is yeah. the best, worst, or most memorable advice that your dad or any father figure, uh, ever gave to you? Paul Valancourt.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well, my dad was from, uh, Fall River, uh, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. and a uh, fall river, massachusetts or fall river massachusetts my mom was from connecticut and uh so he was like a fall river guy like which is like they're kind of tough guys okay and he was like not super like hey let's have a little chit chat about whatever <laughs> like, yeah. even when he told me like the birds and bees talk i was like whoa no <laughs> stop this is too much It was like really like a lot more than i was really ready for and i was like oh how old are you on second. yeah right I don't remember. Too young. Like, I don't know. Nineteen. I don't know. Like it was like even at the time, I was like, "Oh my god!" He
2: said it, was like, it was like
0: before you could get porn everywhere. Yeah, and um, and it was like uh, it was just crazy. I was like, "What the heck?" Right. But um, but yeah. So he didn't. He didn't. We weren't like chit chatty like that. But I do remember, like, as an I'll say, like, as an example, something that my dad did that was definitely sort of struck home with me was, mm-hmm. and I'll sort of say a thing about my mom too. Yeah, is my dad retired at fifty five. Oh wow, yeah. Which was like his. He worked for the government. Um, I can't say what. No, I can't. He was, <laughs> he, was uh, he was a federal auditor. So okay. I'm I I retire at fifty five too if I was a federal auditor. Heck yeah. And but he he retired at fifty five, but didn't really have any hobbies or sort of the next chapter planned out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His whole life was his job right. until he retired, and then he was just kind of like hanging out. Yeah. You know, which was like was uh, I that really um. That really struck home to me as not as like, "Hey, following my footsteps," but hey, l- look at this! Don't do this, you know. <laughs> and so he he uh, he did that job because he thought it would be secure, which it was. He grew up like like solidly, solidly middle class, you right. know, and didn't um, want for anything. And it was no, right, no, not not at all. We, we didn't in the lap of luxury, but we didn't want for anything for sure. Right, Our cupboards were always full and. We were like a family that had candy dishes around, like friends would come over, they'd be like, What in that what you just have candy out like that? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, you want some candy? <laughs> is this so, Is this Christmas or Halloween? Yeah. Where right. did this candy come it from? It was crazy. But it definitely informed my view of of the world and that you should do something that you that you love, that you don't that you're not dying to retire from. And also just like that you should have a life outside of your quote unquote job or whatever. Right. Interesting. And so And the companion to this is the saying that my mom said that I, that I tell people all the time. It's crazy and funny is one time my mom, my mom said to me, Paul, one day you're going to have to grow up and get a job you hate just like everybody else. And I was just like, (laughs) what is that encouragement or a warning or whatever? But anyway, so between the two of those things, it really sort of like shaped me to pursue what I love, you know, because, because why, why not? You only go around once. You only go around once. Those those two things are pretty, uh, pretty formative to me. Excellent. Yeah. Great, great answer. What, um,
2: and, uh, how are you finding that? Are you, is, was that, did you take your own good advice? I mean, you, you saw that and struck out your own path and been happy with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I joined drama club when I was in high school and Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I mean, for a long time, I thought I would be like an architect or teacher, maybe philosophy teacher or whatever. Uh And, um, and but I joined drama club. I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. This is really fun." And then I went to college, and I was I got my degree in philosophy. Really, as one does. Sure, oh, yeah, there's tons not? of philosophy companies out there dying for people to come <laughs> in, and um, or are there? Or are there? Or are there? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so, <laughs> but when I was in, in college, I saw my first improv show and that was really the turning point. I mean, this is like all obviously right. the, the case. It was the turning point for me. And I was, right. it was like, oh, that's, it's like, it's, I can only compare it to being like a call to the priesthood. Like it was like super clear to me what I needed to do. And, and so do, I yeah. finished my degree in philosophy and I, you know, followed improv all the way to this moment, basically. Yeah. That's how you know me. Yeah, that's uh,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you, you came up uh, through the Chicago in the chicago area right with io and all that kind of stuff i did yeah i did i i started in maryland i was in this improv group in my college called um erasable ink shout out Mm -hmm. to erasable ink and then i was on student exchange for a year at cal state northridge out here in la and i was part of the founding of a group called laugh or die um but basically uh, from maryland i went into comedy sports in virginia okay and then um i was taking class with this guy who was teaching (laughs) in the basement of the department of defense oh wow so we would go i don't even know honestly look in retrospect maybe from comedy sports i think someone from comedy sports turned us on to it but me and a couple of friends we'd go we'd sign in to an armed guard and go down to the basement to this improv class in the dod which was bananas like in retrospect it's like what are you doing <laughs> who did that and why we were right. part of an and, experiment and, 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 who, and <laughs> who let this happen oh, seriously yeah. right <laughs> like yeah project phoenix or something but they were like it was like who let this happen like a bunch of weirdos and maniacs into the basement of the dod but but That's from right. there there was a guy that like the guy who was teaching it brought out Michael Gelman. Do you guys oh, know Michael right. Gelman? Yeah, we've had right, about from Chicago. Uh, mm-hmm. Delightful, yeah, delightful, great guy. And he taught this two day like master class. And I was like, Hey, I really love improv. I just, I, what do I do? He's like, Kid, you got to move to Chicago. And I was like, You got it, Michael Gelman. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, Out of there like three months. I was living in Chicago. That's awesome. You got it, Michael <laughs> Gelman.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, because it was the only person I knew who was like really like. It's like full-time doing that. Yeah. He you know, was doing that. Everyone right. else was like, you know, was comedy sports was all kind of like people's like bowling league. It was like, it was fine. It was fun, but people were other things. Yeah. They had he a was day just job. just that. Right. He was at Second City. He was mm-hmm. a teacher. He was, this was his livelihood. And so when you see someone who's so like, In that, oh, this can be a thing. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, Michael Gelman's super smart and really charismatic about improv and stuff and like really interesting and uh, just a delight. And so when he said that, I was like, perfect perfect i didn't know the the crazy part is the only person i knew in chicago was my cousin who lived in (laughs) lived in naperville which was like really outside of chicago but i went and moved in with him and he was working for the dea and um and i was going to i went to graduate school northwestern nice and got my master's in theater. So between my master's in theater and my undergrad in philosophy, pretty much the world was my oyster. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the opportunities are really rolling. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. People
2: are just knocking on it's your door, right? what made you the success you are. <laughs> uh, uh, another question we often ask our guests are: is, um, what are, uh, what are qualities that you have that you hope that one or both of your children will take away from you? And or what are qualities that you hope that they leave
0: behind? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think probably the the quality, one of the qualities that I think I hope that they take and I think that they have, because I hear them talking sometimes, it sounds like it, is like I'm a pretty naturally curious person. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's something, like, that I don't know. I am really love to figure it out and, like, get into it. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if we have, like, we make a lot of our own Halloween costumes. Like, well, how do we make wings? Okay. Let's figure that out. Let's do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like a puzzle, mm-hmm. you know? And we, like, I say, I say all the time, Oh, here's my theory about that. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. And then and now I hear my kids say, Oh, here's my theory about that. And, let's, <laughs> and then, you know, and then we sort of check it out, but it's like, but it's like, you have like a, you know, it's a, I read this really weird book years and years ago called my years in autodidact about this girl who left school and just was like, T- teaching herself for a year, just like following her curiosity, yeah. and it really, like, really resonated with me. I mm-hmm. think about it a lot more now because I think my daughter's about the same age, and, and I just, I think, always you got to keep learning. And they're and the thing I love about them is they're both really curious about stuff, and they'll like. My son was like, "I wonder if I could solve a Rubik's cube," and so for like a whole summer, it's like videos and articles and practices, and now he can solve it like nobody's business. Yeah, like, really. super quick. But just like figuring something out, you know, right. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, what do i hope they don't take from me i think i think i hope they don't take like uh especially when i was a kid and still today i mean we're all human beings right it's just second guessing just second guessing myself it's sort of like waiting sometimes i think sometimes i i think i wait to do stuff that I would have been so much better if I would have just started just jumped in and like did years it years ago. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like when people, when kids from my height, from my college improv group, like reach out to me, like, Hey, I'm gonna come to LA, what should I do? I'm like, just start, just start making YouTube videos, just start doing stuff, just start creating, because what are you waiting for? Right. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to this podcast today, it made me think of it where it's like, I think, gosh, a famous director. I don't remember exactly who said like, just make a, just make a movie in your backyard. Then, Boom, you're a director. The rest is just negotiating your fee. Like, that's it, man. You just got to do it. You know, I, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer in that kind of thing. Yeah, I, Although I, I, I still grapple too. with it myself, you know. Sure. I think it was
2: James Cameron who, who said that. Um, oh but, that's great yeah i think so but yeah i, I agree with i it. think you may be right yeah i think you may be right and we could look it up because we live in an age of miracles It'd be easy to figure out <laughs> we were talking about that before we started recording yeah. So yeah. we live in the future we live yeah. in the
0: age of miracles yeah. you we we can literally know anything right now
2: we can right. we can I just find... say it
0: out into space and a computer that recognizes my voice searches the world <laughs> and comes back with a bunch of answers and my job is just to pick, at like a king, which answer do I like best? Yeah. No, Siri. No, Siri. Yes, Siri. Very good. Very good. Give me more of this. Very like, good. Whatever. I'll,
1: I'll plug you in now. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, who's yeah, so A good talk Siri. for
0: you, Siri. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure, right? Yeah, some the electrons. bananas. yes yeah. bananas.
1: <clears throat> Going back to what you said of just doing something, like that's where... Yeah. Um, that's why
2: we're here where, where we're
1: at. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, I, I love I, it. And I've actually been doing it more... Because we started the Big Daddies and we got the Facebook page and whatnot. And and, uh, uh, now that uh, we have the podcast and everything, I started posting a whole lot more. And uh, I sent Mike a a picture of our little notification. It's like, your Facebook audience has grown by 2,000%. I'm like... I guess posting makes a difference. Should
0: <laughs> sure. Be doing yeah. That. Yeah. I, I mean, bet. if you're in any sort of creative endeavor, really, if you're, I mean, I'm a bear, I'm a big believer in a lot of the things that this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk says about the power of the internet and stuff. That and guy? I follow that's, that dude.
1: That's my guy.
0: Yeah. That is my that's guy. Totally. High five. Yeah. For sure, that guy. <laughs> you know? Right. And so it's like for anything, why wouldn't you be online? talking about it or doing it or whatever. I've just reconnected with a friend of mine from years and years ago that I worked at the Renaissance Festival with. And oh wow. And uh and she is was a was an actress and then she kind of gave it up for a while, a long, long while sounds like, and then now has come back to it. And I had tried to find her years ago. Cause when she first oh here's a side part of the story. When she first moved to LA she came and stayed with me for a couple of days to get her feet under her. You right, know, And find a place or whatever. Right. And so and then after she left I really kind of lost touch with her. And because it was like before the internet and, uh, and then since I, every once in a while tried to find her, but she's not on the internet. She doesn't have like a, so she doesn't have like an Instagram. She doesn't have like a Facebook or any, if they, I'm like, why not? Yeah. If you're an actress, if you're a creative person, what are you not, what are you yeah, doing? You almost have to now. It's a, it's more or less a requirement, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, sort of if you love Gary Vaynerchuk and we're sort of like all artists, so I'll give you sort of a companion person to fall in love with. Is this guy, Austin Cleon. Austin you know that Kleon? Guy? no 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 you sort of look like austin cleon it's so funny he's a he's a writer he's a good he's looking a writer guy and too. he wrote yo, oh, handsome as a dickens and uh and he wrote like maybe three or four little little books but super meaningful one of them is called share your work and it's just about that idea yeah like put it out there share it like do it you know and and there's he's written a whole like maybe three or four they're, they're tiny books you read it like in a over lunch like they're really quick but they're super like interesting and meaningful and i I just really love that dude it's it's just about like get it out there like let's catch the world on fire a little bit you know yeah yeah you never can tell um
2: what uh what will catch what will spark an interest just like people grind for years in obscurity and then just do the next thing that they were
0: going to do anyway and all of a sudden
2: kapow yeah they're they're there
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah. one of the books is called
0: steal like an artist, which is a really super interesting book as well. And that's really good. I mean, yeah, I can't recommend that guy enough either. You know, it's super interesting. But yeah, and you just got you just got to follow your own in the long run, you just got to follow your own thing. Like Jim Carrey gives this really great commencement speech where he talks about his dad who was like worked in an office or whatever. And he's like really funny. His dad could have been a comedian, but he worked in this office for years and years. And then all of a sudden the company like, closed down and he was like fired. And he's yeah. like, you can, you can fail at something you hate. Yeah. as easily <laughs> yeah. Something you love. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why yeah. not follow oh, the thing man. that you love? That's good. Yeah.
1: I've, I've said like that. All the things that like I have, endless amounts of youtube time on notched on my belt right so he you're literally preaching to the choir right now because i've seen all of those things and i'm like that yeah yeah i i i I tend for being such a burly man that i am (laughs) i tend to go towards like the tearjerker videos i'm like Make me feel something. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I'll t- I'll t- if you like those, I'll tell you another one since we're on the internet. I'll yeah. tell you another one that's really great. It's not a tearjerker, but it's super inspiring. Is um, Pat Oswald a few years ago gave a keynote speech and also a Mark Duplass keynote speech just about like doing your own thing. Yeah, and Patton Oswalt is just like he's like you have more power in your phone than they used to take a rocket to the moon, right? And you can do this. You have a whole better recording studio, video studio, editing than than years of television. It's like yeah. his. I recommend his keynote, and then Mark Duplass. I recommend his his keynote at like South by Southwest. It's phenomenal. Those nice. guys are just like out there doing it, and when they like sort of show that it's like not that crazy. And Mark Duplass made his first movie like on a on a big giant vhs thing with like a dead pixel in the middle and he had three dollars and he bought like a vhs cassette and then just made this movie and then that's how it all started it all
2: started yeah yeah yeah, gigantic. i i follow uh i follow a youtuber uh, named ryan Connolly who does a a, a, um, a thing called film riot and he's been doing it for years. Oh now. yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And his yeah. tagline is write, shoot, edit, repeat. And I'm it, it inspires me every time I hear it yeah. the idea of like yeah. do it and then do it again and it yeah. really speaks right. to you know imp- improv which is the the thread between the three of us is uh how do you get good at improv? You do a scene and then you do another yeah. scene. And then you yeah. do some scenes, and then you get together and do some scene work, <laughs> and then uh, uh, you do some shows that have scenes in it, yeah. right. and you just keep on going. And right. little by little,
0: you and the thing about that wetter. is, you never said audience. Yeah, no. it's not about the audience. It's not about it's never about the audience. Never,
2: no. I've uh, I'm, I'm, I have seen. I'm sure you have too. Seen scenes in rehearsal, practice, whatever that. I, I cried laughing and just like wish to god s- someone else besides us had seen it like an yeah. audience had seen it just because to showcase what this particular art form can do when it's
0: firing on all cylinders yeah. you know i think yeah and almost like free free from the obligation to the audience yeah it's and to fail harder and succeed bigger at the same time you know it's like yeah. it's can we can we mentally make that leap to be, to have that same equanimity in front of an audience that we have in rehearsal, you know?
2: That's, I think that's maybe what uh, delineates uh, good teams from great teams is that willingness to, to follow it and do it, whatever
0: happens. Yeah, to follow the process regardless and, and yeah. sort of not, I sort of tell my students to, that you need to have like a sort of a little bit of a healthy disregard for the audience. Yeah. you know, I, It's I, like, I, I'm not trying, I'm not here to please you. I'm here to take you on a journey. You may like that journey. You may not like that journey, but my work has to be my work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This, this, you know? la- the last, uh, big daddy show. I don't know if you, it might've been because I was having severe chest pain throughout, <laughs> but, uh, the audience that was there, they weren't, they weren't responsive. Uh, but our scene was solid. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very good scene. And it wasn't uh, it it wasn't clicking with the audience. And um, sometimes when you're in your head too much on stage, you're like, "Oh man, this isn't working. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do?" But then if you just follow the process, and you're like, well, "I'm gonna yes my yes and my way through this thing mm-hmm. and see where it goes," instead of forcing something, uh, if it, it's a better scene, you feel better about yourself right. and. Like I could care less about what the audience thought because that scene that we have is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Like, right. Cause
0: they've, they've come to see what you are there to show them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Otherwise it's just like, you're going to show them something that they've already seen or whatever. We just want to like, you know, just what, to please the audience is like you're pandering. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you do something that's good and hopefully the audience knows what they've come to see and they enjoy it and whatever. And, and that kind of thing. I mean, that's all great, but that's sort okay. of a separate issue in some ways. It, it
2: really is. Yeah. there's. Um, It, it is that s- a double-edged sword where uh, if you never had an audience, you couldn't do it. Like, you know, you p- probably couldn't mm-hmm. hold a theater open if you didn't get paying people through the doors. For sure. And like you said, a, a healthy disregard a, a or a, a, a feeling of, yes, you're here to see what I'm doing. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and trust that you will
0: like it or and if you don't that's okay too and there's that sort of like give and take between you and the audience yeah that happens but that can't pull you off off course yeah in an ideal world it shouldn't it's it's, it's complicated that's a complicated issue but it's i think really important especially for new performers who are just sort of getting their feet under them and yeah and they like get a laugh, and they get drunk, yeah, like, right away. And then oh, they're yeah. like, "I'm going to do that again. And I'm going to mm-hmm. sell it. My partner sell it at the scene because I'm like on the on the laugh, uh, the laugh, high. you know, metric, yeah. And like the laughs are the only measure of success, and that's not true. It's not true. I've been, I've been in some shows, shows that are really good that I that got no laughs, or laughs, very few laughs, or like or different reactions. I mean, ultimately, it's to it's to. Provoke the audience and not provoke them in a bad way, but just sort of elicit some reaction from mm-hmm. them. Not necessarily laughter. Like yeah. improv. Someone said that like the worst thing that ever got that ever happened to improv is the word comedy got put after. Oh right. Yeah. I I, you know? I, I happen to be in the middle of teaching a class,
2: and uh, I I told that to my students. I said I think we do I think we do ourselves a disservice by call saying improv comedy. We should just say improv or improvisational yeah. theater or something. Uh, because you, you, you want to be, if, if you're real, it'll become funny, but it doesn't have to be funny. It has to be engaging and it has to be yeah. real. And if it's engaging in real, the audience will respond to that as yeah. viscerally as laughing their, their rear ends off. I, sure. I love hearing, oh, or, ooh <laughs> or any of those other kind of like, <laughs> For sure. one of my
1: favorite ones is
0: Oh. that's the best when i do that when i do man versus movie right i I don't want them to react to it like an improv show i want them to react to it like a movie movie right so when they like gasp or cheer or or like there's a tense moment and it's like totally silent then it's like now i'm doing my job now i'm doing my job because you're you forgot this is an improv show yeah and now i've incepted the idea that it's a movie into you and we're all sort of in in a different thing now you know it's like really interesting it is interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. We're coming towards the end
2: of our time. So let's get your favorite question. Oh, this is Matt's favorite
1: question. Mr. Paul. Oh, yeah. I want to know mm. uh, what is a, just a little kind of pet peeve, but mm. it sends you into the red instantly. Like for me, it's like, uh, and I say this over and over again, um, people that like pop their gum. Or slurp mm. their soup. Or and if you're one of those people, I'm sorry you offend me. I'm not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, as soon totally as fine. as
1: soon as I hear like my uh someone slurping their uh, cereal, I'm like, Don't do that. Stop it now. And uh yeah. So I wanna know what is something small that probably shouldn't get you uh, in the red, but it does anyway.
0: Well, uh, sort of on that same, sort of on that. The, fir- the very first thing I thought of, of course, was when people are out in the world, either A, having like loud, like speaker conversations on their phone. Oh, yeah. Or watching a YouTube video on their phone without headphones. Like, oh, yeah. what do we what's happening here? <laughs> what are we doing? Like the world isn't your living room. Yeah. <laughs> like What's going on? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a guy to circle back to at my, at my son's parkour class. There's a guy that almost every time and I'm sitting there for an hour and the, almost every time that guy's like watching some bananas video. Sometimes it's just like, you know, like the terrible ones where
1: it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like God.
0: someone like yeah. shot like footage of them on a boat. And so it's just like wind and, like whatever yeah, yeah. and but he'll watch like or a crazy speech of something or whatever but just like he'll watch like just loud enough to be super annoying it's just like i want to get that guy headphones and just be like for me to you like
1: happy holidays let's just, yeah, let's, yeah. yeah here you go. i was in a
0: waiting room i was in a ra- waiting room of a doctor's office the other day and this person was like watching something i'm like what is it like what? Unless it's a communicate from the future telling us how we need to get out of here because something bad's gonna happen. Like wait a second until after your appointment and listen to it in the privacy of your car. Yeah, like, or home. What? Or are put you in doing? headphones.
2: Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, fair
0: Whenever enough. Whenever I'm watching, I like have my phone out and like maybe I'm like scrolling through Instagram and then like something starts to play. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my God. It's like, yeah. I like yeah. just fired a gun in the thing. I'm like, oh, quiet. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Sorry.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I went down the spiral last night. Uh, I got sent to, uh, for a midnight snack run for school snacks Okay. at the grocery store. And so I got to the grocery store. I got the stuff. I got in my car and I was like, Oh, I'm just going to relax here before I have to go beat dad again. And I got on Instagram. <laughs> I was literally there for 30 minutes, just looking at funny videos. And then, I started sending them to Maddie as she's putting the kids to bed, <laughs> but I was there for like in the parking lot laughing. I was crying in my car, yeah. And I, I look, as I'm crying, I'm like wiping my face. I'm like, oh god, that was good. <laughs> Ooh! I look over and like I get such judgmental eyes on me. I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have that <laughs> through Bluetooth in my truck. <laughs> Sharing it with everybody.
2: Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's true, though. I I have... Look, you're in your own car. Like, play your own music. As long as you're not playing it, like, you know, like, we were at a stoplight the other day, and I heard this, we were in Hollywood, and I heard this music, I was like, where is this coming from? Just like, it's echoing off the buildings, like, where is it? It's from a car on the other side of the road, like, seriously, like, five cars back, and it sounds better than my stereo. Like, I can hear it more clear, like, I can hear what's going on in my car. I was like, what's going on? Like, it's, I just, I feel like, you know not to get weird and philosophical about it, but John Locke said, your liberty extends all the way up right next to the edge of my liberty. Exactly. And so it's like, you know, like, yeah, listen to your music, but to yourself.
2: Right, yeah. Do whatever you, you know, whatever. Every time I hear, you know, when a street, when something goes, uh, cars on the street, just pounding out the bass, I'm, I'm like, I always go,
1: hmm, thanks for sharing, guy. You yeah. know?
0: <laughs> yeah. or the extremely, you know this is my favorite song. The yeah.
1: extremely loud exhaust on almost oh, yeah. all tuner cars. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. You yeah. spent entirely too much money on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for to annoy everybody around you. <laughs> yeah. Three old men talking shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's one of those kids get up on my lawn. I hate that. I love it. I wanna be that guy. I've said this. I want to be
1: that guy. Matt
2: Matt hopes to be the comrade on the street when he retires.
1: Like, don't go to the Beaudry house. He's grumpy, (laughs) and I just I just have my perma scowl on. Uh It's the only reason I haven't done Botox is because I need. I'm working on that perma scowl (laughs) for when I'm like old. get it. Uh. I need to get it ingrained.
2: I don't think we'd do any better than Permascale this week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Paul Valencourt, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and, oh gosh, and joining us. Thank you,
0: guys. This was super fun. It went by super fast. Super
2: fast. Too yeah, fast. yeah, yeah. Too fast. Yeah, Too we fast. could probably uh, do another 45 minutes without any trouble. Yeah, without any trouble. Yeah. But uh, is there anything that, I mean, that you want to tell us about what you're doing that we can share with the listeners
0: on your end? Um. I'll tell you what, I'm still sort of like, you know, gearing up post-COVID, but um, can I just plug my sites on here? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. If people want to sort of follow me, they can definitely follow me on Instagram at what's up with PV, P as in Paul, V as in Valancourt, what's up with PV. And then on YouTube, I put out improv tips on YouTube at P as in Paul, V as in Valancourt, PV improv on YouTube. Perfect. Those are the two best places to follow me.
2: We'll make uh, sure to put them in the show notes so our listeners thanks. can can jump in and, and take a listen. And we'll send you the link when this is uh, posted so you can take a listen too. I'll post it on my Instagram. Yes. yes. Thanks, Paul.
1: Uh, thanks thanks right. for coming, Paul. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thanks for
2: having me, guys. It was super fun. Thanks. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, listeners.
1: And until next time.
2: Until next time. Bye. Bye.